Also, a quick note, which I thought was genius, and this was a problem for me and Rob going through the game because we were playing through it for uh, an episode of Gaming Theater Presents, mm -hmm. and he's not there. He didn't show up. We had to die four or five times because Achilles wasn't there. People in the house leave. Yeah, they sometimes just aren't there. You don't get to talk to them every time. Yeah. I like that they're all mad at Zagreus for just bailing, mm -hmm. and then they do it to you all the time. Well, they're usually at least doing their Yeah, yeah, jobs. sure. They have jobs and important things to do. And Zagreus is just a bum that lives around his dad's house. But okay, still, well, okay, no, hold on. Zagreus <laughs> tried. Okay, Zagreus tried to do it, but his father fired him because he wasn't good at it. Just a reminder, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. Different series that require a spoiler warning will be in the description. Although, let's face it, it's mostly the video game Hades. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Gaming Theater Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a very special one where we've teamed up with the Muse of Mythology to do sort of an exploratory this of the video game Hades and how mythology has been integrated into the game of Hades. Now, before we get started, let me introduce ourselves to the guests and everyone that's going to be there today. And once again, my name is Leo. I'm your host, the Geek Scorpio. How's everybody today? I'm DJ, uh, or Davis, depending on who you are to me. And I am a co-host of the podcast Muses of Mythology. And I am the other co-host of the podcast Muses of Mythology. Uh, DJ and I are siblings, and we discuss how ancient myths have become part of modern pop culture, often through the lens of Rick Riordan's Percy Jackson and the Olympians, but sometimes through whatever piece of pop culture decided, hey, you know what's fun? Greek shit. Yeah. And I am Rob. I am a game design student, and I also run the gaming theater RPG podcast currently doing acpd where our players play as police in a fantasy setting all right now before we get started let's move on to the magical merch booth here we are at the magical merch booth now today's magical merch booth is kind of weird because everyone has sort of already described what they needed to be with it and with that the magical merch booth is now a weird combination of both a tabletop rpg and greek mythology there's probably a Greek mythology-based tabletop RPG somewhere out there. There is. Yes, uh, there's lots. One's called Aegon. It's very fun. I highly recommend it. <laughs> if you guys get the chance, if you want to, there'll be links in the description for our friends at the Muse of Mythology. Also, check out uh, more about the Theater RPG. Uh, we'll put the links in the description. Thank you. No problem. Unlike last time, we're just going to get up and go. So, back <laughs> to the show. So with this, going through the game Hades, and Hades is an amazing game, a huge hit, and had been in very well developed, and it's a game design studio that makes it has made hit after hit after hit super giant games. Now with that, with Hades particularly, this thing that I noticed, which is the premise of this podcast episode, is that the actual mythology of certain the characters and the storyline for it gets intertwined very well into the video game itself. Kind of like the video game version of an old adage for film, show, don't tell. In this case, you experienced it through the game, as that's the game's medium, but you still have, they have a lot of aspects of the mythology in there. 
So with this, we're going to go through some of the mythological and the game design principles behind this. One of the first things that's on there is going to be the first person you get to meet in Hades, Zagreus. Yeah. Which, from my research on it, Zagreus is kind of the lesser of the lesser known gods that are in there. Mm-hmm. He's not even fifth tier. Like, yeah. you got top tier, first tier gods, what everybody knows, Aphrodite, Zeus, the twelve, Hades. When I first started playing, I legit thought they had made up Zagreus because yeah. they didn't want to use an existing Greek god. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Supergiant team really dives into the, like, the Orphic myths. Uh, which are not like the Homeric versions that are usually the ones that we pull from, the ones from like that classical Greece. Like, yeah, Zagreus is a really, really deep cut, cut character. And they, and I think that was smart because going in, like you just said, Rob, like a lot of gamers, are like, oh, this is an original character. So you don't come with a bunch of like assumptions about who this character is or what they want or what they should be. You're just willing to go along with learning about them through the game and in terms of like incorporating like obscure myth for this kind of medium i think that was incredibly a wise decision to do from what i could tell from what the research i could pull up on zagreus himself which until hades came out there was very little even on the internet and and most of my mythology books don't even talk about zagreus Mm -hmm. uh, that much and it's kind of like and you'll bump into that in different mythologies in egypt mythologies there's a lot of of gods and such that are just in the book of the dead that are a one-shot god that's in the book of the dead and never mentioned again there's literally a god i can't remember his name but they describe him as basically a guy with two feet and a sheet ghost like someone just put a blanket over his head and just (laughs) like a lousy (laughs) halloween costume go but he's mentioned in the book of the dead Mm-hmm. Zagreus, ironically enough, is the god of rebirth and the god of um, regeneration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I find is ironic because if you ever die in Hades, you come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think that was that was probably the ultimate reason why they did pick Zagreus is because part of the game design is that you're going to repeating be repeating, you know, the cycle over and over and over again. You're going to be doing this more than once that's the intended gameplay loop you know yeah. it's really not feasible for most players to be able to beat hades on the first playthrough and so since you're supposed to die anyway mm-hmm. it makes sense that they pick a character who dies a lot but outside of that i think that's about it for zagreus really yeah it's interesting he is <sighs> what we can gather because like Zagreus isn't well mentioned, so he's not well documented. So there wasn't a lot of oral traditions passed down that were recorded. But if you want to boil it down to like the most simplistic version that I can present to you now, Zagreus was pre Dionysus, kind of, wherein he was like the child of Hades or the child of Persephone and Zeus. Uh, mythology and then Hera found out I think Zeus it was a child of Zeus and and Persephone and Hera found out and was like fuck that and sent the Titans to tear the baby apart and then essentially Dionysus is a somewhat reborn Zagreus when Zeus cuts the baby Dionysus out and puts him in his leg like it, it is super weird Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't really make sense just when you recall like that the Greek mythology was like religion and these would serve a purpose to like teach or educate or explain why the world is the way it is. And it just hearing that myth is like, but what am I supposed to gain from that? What do I take away from this story? And the answer <laughs> well, it is, wasn't all too popular, <laughs> uh, but it is the game does a great job of 
uh, Dionysus actually, because he's one of the gods you get boons from and get to talk to, and he tells Zagreus, hey, hey, Zagreus, I hear you're close with uh, Orpheus, right? You should tell him that you and I are connected and just see <laughs> what he thinks. And so Zagreus does, and one of the songs Orpheus starts to sing is this song about Zagreus and, and Hera and Diana, and it's so funny. Because Zaglaron is like, hey, you know I made that up, right? You know I'm kidding. And he's like, oh, you're so humble. I can't tell if Orpheus is fucking with him. I think Orpheus is fucking with him. Yeah. Like, I genuinely think Orpheus is fucking with him. But... Like, but it, it, hope he, is. He, he could also just not be and be like, yeah, he helped me he out. Was, you can't. Yeah. He's done this great he's... thing. He got me scot-free. I cannot go see Eurydice. So, you know, this is pretty great. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know songs and, and poems of the time they weren't meant to be historically accurate they were meant to be entertaining yeah. <laughs> so yes there's um a 70s band called Leonard Skinner in theory and for most historians that what they've looked at with Leonard Skinner a lot of their, their hit songs are things that happened to the lead singer of Leonard Skinner mm. so he has a song that goes give me three steps give me three steps mister give me three steps to a the door because someone's pointing a 38 revolver at him and he's telling him oh man uh hey how about you just give me three steps give me three steps more i'm gonna head out this I'm door gonna, i'm just gonna leave yeah yeah and then he's like man that's a cool lyric i wish this didn't happen <laughs> 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 but yeah orpheus is uh in the chamber now what's interesting and i think this is done on purpose you don't get to meet anybody in the chamber Mm-mm. the first time you play Mm-mm. you don't the game's called hades you don't even meet hades the first day yeah. No, no. The first person that you meet, I think, is Skelly. Which I honestly, there's not really anything for it. It's just no, it's Athena. It's Athena. You, yeah, you start as he's already jumped out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just go with Athena, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, at this point, let's talk about the gods and their boons and their pettiness, which I love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Athena is the goddess of wisdom and a and a war goddess, and people usually tie her into wisdom. But she is a war goddess, and when you're talking about a concept of war, at least especially with the Greeks, their origination was battle strategy, trickery, using your intelligence for Mm -hmm. war, or the brutality, the sheer might, strength, and skill to fight, Mm -hmm. which is where the line separates from Athena and Ares. Yeah. But Athena is also defense, so it is the best boon you get the first time. Hey- let me try to protect you from, you know, all of uh, Tartarus here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dash shield, dash shield, dash shield. Dash shield, dash shield. Dash shield is definitely probably my favorite dash. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a very good one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just like from a gameplay perspective, that makes a lot of sense that you would get the defense boost on your first run of a very, very difficult game. Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, without that, you're probably going to die pretty quickly. I mean, you're probably going to die pretty quickly, even with it. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it coming from the goddess Athena, narratively speaking, this tells the player, this is going to be hard. You're, you can't just rush in. You need to think about what you're doing. You need to strategize a little bit. Yeah. Now, almost all of Athena's boons are defensive in nature. Most of them are, like, that's why we have the joke, dash shield, dash shield, because Mm -hmm. you can put things to deflect enemies or reduce your damage for it, and that's Athena's whole jam. Mm -hmm. After that, I think all the other gods just sort of come in at random, except for Demeter, right? 
Yeah, you don't get yeah. Demeter until you get out of the underworld for the first time. You don't have to like beat Hades, but you just have to get out and hit the surface, and then she yeah. sees you. Which also makes sense because Demeter is um, the seasons, right? Yep. Yes. And she is not, uh, in like the narrative of the game, she is not hanging out with the other Olympians at this time. So she, she wouldn't just have... wreaking havoc on down on Earth and just making it real cold. People are not happy. No. So she is just uh, distant because and 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 is oh it's so good it's I love this game so much because I think as you're talking about uh, Leo how it is play don't tell and the game never once sits you down and is like all right so here's Athena and she's goddess of this and this and here's Demeter and she's this and this and that's like if you know Greek mythology you know their deal jumping in this is pretty yeah. like. Not everything's a crazy deep cut, mm-hmm. but the game will still go through and in time through the dialogue that you have with the characters directly or talking to other characters about those. That is how you learn about uh, their like their natures, their like interpersonal relationships with their characters. Like Zagreus meets Demeter well before he meets Persephone, his mother, who he's trying to like meet, and he does not know that Demeter is his grandmother for a long time. And it takes until I think Demeter says that her granddaughter is Persephone for him to be like, Oh, oh, I got to Cool. 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 No doubt. But Zagreus can never actually respond to any of the gods. They're just sending him boons and messages, but he can never talk back except yeah. to Hermes. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Hermes is the only one who's actually there. Yeah. Hermes is, is the one running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hermes is the, god of the, uh, the messenger god and the god of, trade right yeah. a lot trade thieves and stuff hermes is also in travelers travelers mm-hmm. he like in this one like hermes is essentially like when you get a boon from hermes it's as if he is physically there talking to you because you can respond to hermes if he asks you do you want me to shut up you can tell mm-hmm. him yes or no and that makes sense also through mythology because uh hermes was one of the gods whose job it was to bring souls of the dead to the underworld yeah there was a couple mm-hmm. different gods who did this. For example, you have Thanatos, who's god of death, fucking the Grim Reaper right there. <laughs> and it's it's so it's really cool how the game like explores the lore that way. And that's a blink and you miss it. Like if you're not paying it, like it doesn't outright say Hermes is there. But when you suddenly realize you have the opportunity to respond to him for the first time, it's like, oh, wait, this is different. And there's mm-hmm. so many little things they do to make each character feel like they are unique, even if you never get to have full conversations with most or any of the gods. Well, the the Olympians. Yeah. Demeter, when you get any boons from Demeter, because it's winter up there, all your boons are freezing and you yes. see cold days. Ice yeah. Grandma! Uh, <laughs> Ice Grandma. <laughs> um, Hermes, which I love, is all about speed and mm-hmm. just yeah. running because that's what Hermes does. That's how he moves around. He just gets down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta go and every time he usually ends his conversation it's more of i gotta go i got yep. other things to do <laughs> later later um aries is the god of war that you bump into and mm-hmm. aries is all about um just damage i guess a boon that they call doom <laughs> yeah doom i like that mechanic i've seen it in a couple of other roguelikes mm-hmm. doom actually was like my least favorite boon <laughs> 
to get, honestly. Really? I like Doom in specific situations. I don't typically get it. I'll take a, what is it, Dionysus' Hangover before mm. I get Doom. Yeah. <laughs> but if I have for like, a, if I'm using the gauntlets, I'll almost always pick up Doom on the special if I can. Because I'm not using the specials for, as frequently, obviously, as I'm using the uh, basic attacks. So the special is one hit, and then it hits him again. So once the doom goes through, I do the special again while dashing, and it continues that combo. Yes, yeah, so the reason I disliked doom is because there was a delayed effect, and I yeah, that's, that's I never I never liked uh, when my damage was delayed. My my thinking as a gamer is essentially you know I can I can hit this guy, and then two seconds later more damage can happen, or I can get a boon where just more damage happens right meow. <laughs> why you know why would i yeah, want to wait not, but it's not as much damage. yeah yeah and i'm you know there's probably math behind it that makes doom more worth it but when you know i'm surrounded by 20 30 guys and i'm fighting them all off at this i'm not really stopping to think about mm. is this doing more damage this is the most of it it doesn't feel as good as the instant gratification of lightning <laughs> bolts right now you know yeah i actually didn't like the lightning bolts <laughs> <laughs> And that's more of a play style versus, um, yeah. which honestly is one of Hades's, the game Hades' biggest strengths. You can play torture style um, mm-hmm. if you want to be more There's defensive. There's so many different kinds of play style. Yeah, that's and so you fun. can mix and match, and it's amazing. But with Ares, like, and that makes sense for Doom because essentially it's all about bleeding effect. Yeah. And Ares is all about cutting people. Yep. Yeah. In fact, um, Ares, I think Ares' art, he's carrying something like 12 different swords on him. Oh, yeah, he's, and he's a big fan of Zagreus because like you're causing so much damage. I'm so excited for you to coming out with me. They're all so excited for because the, the Nick's Zagreus wants to get out of the underworld to find his mother, and Nix knows he cannot do it alone. So she tells the Olympians he wants to come to Mount Olympus and see you, and they're like, yeah. So like none of them really know what's actually going on. We think. But they're all like so excited for him to like come out and like come <laughs> yeah. hang out, and it's great. We got this a party is the worst. Yes. Yeah, oh, it's party. Let's talk about Dionysus first. That, yeah, let's ugh. go with Dionysus. Dionysus is yeah, straight up. You give people a hangover. You're partying it up. Because mm-hmm. in Greek mythology, a lot of gods are bitter towards a lot of the other gods on it, mm-hmm. and so sometimes in the game you get to, a, an, to an opportunity where you can have two boons. But one of the, you've got to piss off one guy mm-hmm. to get the other boon for it, and yep. they always feel slighted. Yep. And my favorite part about that though is when you deal with it with Dionysus, because after he's like, "I can't believe you stood me up. You mm-hmm. picked this other god. You know, rain hellfire. You go through the fight. You manage to barely survive. We're cool, right? I'm sorry, bro. We're cool, right? Yeah. I just got mad. Yeah. Yep, yep. If you survive the barrage they send your way, all of a sudden you're friends again. <laughs> and you're just down here like, oh my god, this actually means something. And that's and it's also such an interesting way because how easy the gods are like offended, like how dare you pick them and not me? I want to kill you. We're BFFs, it's cool. But that matters to you. That matters so much to you as a player and to Zagreus because if you die because they got like pissy that you picked one boon over theirs you have to restart you have to go through all this it is literally no skin off their nose what actually happens to to you Zagreus while they're all like invested in like wanting to help you but they each want to help for 
oh, well, let's get you out of the underworld. That's dark, horrible place. I can't believe you've had to survive it, like, be down there for so long. Oh, we'll party great up there. And, and Zeus over here being like, oh, we can start telling people you're my son once you get up here. Like, they all <laughs> wanted Zagreus to come, but for their benefit, for their interests, for their personal, like, distractions yeah. and, and stuff. Yeah, honestly, like, most of the conversations it felt like they thought of Zagreus more as a fun novelty than a relative that they cared for. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it felt like it was not so much, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe you're suffering. It usually felt more like, hey, new God, that's me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just some new, exciting distraction. Like, wow. I think in time, as you play the game and you can give like the, the ambrosia or the nectar and then ambrosia to increase like your relationship with them. That does, I think, deepen the dialogue relationships you have with the gods. And, and there are a couple that it does more genuinely feel like in time, they become more invested mm -hmm. in, in Zagreus as another God, another like being that like, I guess specifically Artemis is the one I think they do this the best. It feels most intentional. Because she, her dialogue yeah. starts to be more like, oh, I feel like, I don't know, I can really be myself with you. And that's cool. I usually don't, like, get along with, like, other people that well. Or, like, you should come hang out. Like, usually just me and the nymphs. But, like, yeah, I think you're cool. I, I think we're friends. It's really cool to have friends. And you're, and you're my friend, now, too. And I love that. I love Cousin Artemis. As much as I, like, I love it, too. It's super fun. Mm -hmm. Zagreus is not talking to Artemis. Artemis is kind of talking to herself. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it really come out of my shell with you. Like, yeah, like, can you come out of your shell? Like, the moment Zagreus opens, opens his mouth, she might be like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I That's honestly pretty realistic. I feel uh, <laughs> I have a lot of people that, that consider me close friends, and I barely say anything during our conversations just because I'm not the super talkative type. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but people love it when you listen. And yes. You know, when you're talking about the type of people that Artemis hangs out with, the other gods, I mean, how many of them are great listeners? Mm -hmm. The answer is mm -hmm. zero. Zero. To be interesting, you need to be interested. Let people think you love to talk about themselves. Let them tell you their interests. So, yes, that's yeah. a good point, DJ. <laughs> but I, I still oh. love it. No, I it's great. It. It's very fun. But it's still just like <laughs> Zagreus is pulling a salesman, not talking about himself, letting Artemis talk about herself, and then she loves Zagreus now. <laughs> yep. Which is great, because I don't need that boon. <laughs> yes, I do in fact need... I do need the crit chance. I do need to have my cousin on speed dial to use yeah, I, the, I need Artemis' call or Aphrodite's yeah. call, bro. Yeah, Those I really are the need two her. calls in this game that I will take every time. Yeah, if I could have my grandma... I need Ice Grandma's cast and then my cousin Artemis on speed dial, that would be great, actually. <laughs> um... Yeah, Dionysus, I also loved his ability with Hangover because Dionysus oh, is the god of, um, of drink of wine. However, mine, he's madness. mine and mm -hmm. madness. And especially early on, if you don't, if you're wanting the one to help you just pound through people, Dionysus will, will do the damage. Yeah, Dionysus mm -hmm. does pretty good on that. Mm -hmm. Even early on, he, he still carries me through Hades fights. Like, I, I the amount of times that I've burned through Hades because I have like 
20 stacks. Well, yeah, 20 stacks of uh, hangover and like my hangover, I have upgraded to a point to where it does 20 like or 15 damage a stack. Like, ooh, here we go, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just burning the shit out of them like hell, yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, now, Artemis is all about crit hitting, and that makes sense because Artemis is the goddess of the hunt. Yeah. And one of my earlier playthroughs was with Artemis, and ironically, I got the bow. I got that crit hit chance to something like ridiculous. Nice. Do something like, what was it, like 400% damage, and it crits. 50% of the time. Something 30% like that, yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. It, 10% of the time, it works 100% of the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but one of the useful things is that it turns your, uh, in the game, you have a, the ability called cast, which just is a thing that Zagreus can do, which is gives you always an option, a range option if you ever need it. Yeah. Is to take yeah. that uh, cast fire. However, if you will tie it with Artemis, it locks on. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah, I mean, in a, in a chaotic game like Hades, being able to fire and forget is one of the very nicest nice. things that you can get. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two gods that we haven't bumped into is Poseidon. And Poseidon is all about knocking people back, but Poseidon's the god of the sea, which mm-hmm. pushes boats all the time. Yeah, yeah, the waves, the ferocity of the oceans. Mm-hmm. And the and, treasure's um, there within. And the treasure. So I love treasure bounties sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just give me stuff? Sure. I found That's it at like, the bottom of the ocean. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like I get used to this. Thanks, man. <laughs> I can use this to upgrade myself at my mirror. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I remember if you do it right, uh, the Poseidon boons can really mess a guy up because you can push people into a wall to do damage and push them yeah. into a wall, into a trap to do damage. Ah, yeah. oh, trap damage. Also, I love this concept of the fact that the traps that are there will hurt you and everyone else who gets involved. That is yeah, nice. I do like nice. trap kills. They make I am very satisfied when I can pull off a trap kill and very angry when I die by a trap. <laughs> it makes me so mad. I'm never more angry than when a trap gets me. Uh, can't relate. Never had a trap get me. Fuck off. <laughs> Okay. I got map awareness. It's it's one thing I'm very good at in games. I don't know what you're going I'm about. not. <laughs> not with all that chaos running around. I get clipped into those things. I don't yeah, fall for a trap. It's rarely the trap that kills me. The trap sets me up for the kill pretty often, though. Yeah, I'll get hit by a trap, but I'm not going to die to a trap. <laughs> I'm never down to zero health when I'm near a trap. Down to one? Yes. <laughs> um, then you also have Aphrodite, the goddess of love. And charm. Hers is a weird one because you basically try to turn the enemy against you, but she also kind of has a weird that cast shot I talked about. Also works like a shotgun when she when you get it with her for some reason. Her cast is is strange. It's I mean I imagine it's like a heartbeat pulse, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, bam, bam. But yeah, I've never been the biggest fan of hers. It's too uh, close range. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Aphrodite lets you charm some of the enemies, which depending on who on like great for when you're fighting minions not so great when you're fighting dealing with the bosses though because there's one guy well if you've got uh when you're well, fighting he stops attacking theseus you like it's great and, oh if you've got theseus and atiris that can be super fun to hit him with yes. an aphrodite oh. charm yeah uh hades also just stops attacking you when he's when he's charmed for those like Mm-hmm. two seconds so it's mm-hmm. nice to do that it also does 300 or 3500 damage yeah when you got it maxed out like it's a nasty amount of damage <laughs> love hurts indeed <laughs> <laughs> oh man but also i think she does do like the most damage per hit 
is Aphrodite. Yeah. yeah, in like one hit, it's definitely Aphrodite does the most damage in like one hit. Mm-hmm. I think Artemis's is more. Yeah, overall. but Artemis is mm-hmm. crit based, so. It's crit and it sends out fucking 10, you know? <laughs> 10 each dealing like 300 or something like that. Um, now we still got to talk about the god of the sky and the king of the gods, Zeus. Yeah, yep. Lots of lightning. I don't like him. Zeus. I don't like. I don't like Zeus. I don't like any of Zeus's things. I've never, I never picked him up, except for maybe his cast. I do pick mm-hmm. up his cast every now and again, early game, and then I immediately drop it for festive fog. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really interesting because all of his is lightning based, and he's kind of that one trick pony, but it's mostly chain lightning. Mm-hmm. If you can get it to chain about, I mean, he can go everywhere. Except I do love his that. dialogue feels like he knows more than what he's telling you. Which is kind of his he, thing. He yeah, he does. I think. I think eventually, like he, like really strongly hints at. Yeah, I mean, of course, I knew. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. um, oh, what is it? I love the dialogue between it because most of the other gods are, "Hey, Zag, you're a you're a fun guy. You're new yeah. to the block." And Zeus is like, "Oh, this will piss off my brother right quick." So <laughs> much if Zeus wanting to piss off Hades and be like, "He's so angry. I don't know. He doesn't talk to us anymore. I don't. I'm sure I don't know what his problem is. I didn't do anything wrong. Hey, we I, should tell people you're my son." <laughs> I love the dialogue you get when you use Zeus's call during the Hades fight. Hades is very angry. <laughs> oh, I've never done that. I, I want to now. I did it because I think it was an achievement. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. That's that's funny. I like that. I, I think be- one of my favorites is like one of the one of the early things that Zeus says to you is he's like, just let your dad know that we forgive him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> You know, the the rudest thing you could possibly say. Uh-huh. And then, of course, you can, because Hades, you know, Zag is not exactly on great terms with Hades. Yeah, so so like, you sure, can whatever. go up and be like, hey, yeah, Zeus says they forgive you. Um, and, of course, oh, Hades gets so super pissed. Mad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so mad. Um, quick, doubling back, just quick aside on the uh, using calls during boss battles. Mm-hmm. I once uh, used Dionysus called during the uh, Theseus fight and Theseus is like, oh, are you still mad about Ariadne? (laughs) Which is another great like lore cut for like listeners if you don't know, which I'm sure you do, but just in case. uh, Ariadne was the princess of uh, Knossos, King Minos' daughter. She's the one that helped Theseus navigate the labyrinth to kill the Minotaur and he Mm -hmm. promised he would take her back to his home and marry her. Instead, he abandons her on an island. Where Dionysus finds her and is like, oh, and then they end up getting married. I actually love, my take is like Dionysus sees her. He's like, oh no, I was at a party and now there's this crying woman. How, I must make her laugh now. I will help. What what do you need? (laughs) Because himbo Dionysus is my favorite Dionysus. So, uh, so, and then she, he takes her up to Olympus and Aphrodite, or Ariadne becomes like his wife Mm -hmm. and a goddess. So, big props. She won the breakup. Using Athena's call in that fight, and it's just uh, Theseus left. He says, "I thought I was your chosen." Just oh. <laughs> no, that's a. I thought you favored me or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and funny. um, what is it? There's uh, so there's little things like this that I love. Uh, that's thrown on there. Um, the last god that, that you not a god, but the last guy you can get a boon from is Chaos. Chaos. Oh, it's so fun getting Chaos. It's, I have 
gone from wrecking shop all the way to Hades to getting my ass kicked by the Furies because <laughs> I picked up a Chaos Boon too late in the Tartarus run and uh. accidentally walked in there with a boon that uh, I hadn't like evolved Slows yet. You by 50%. Or no, mine was it's slow, yeah, slowing is bad. Um, take damage every time you attack. I, I fucking, that shit. is one I never pick up because I'm using the gauntlets and it mm -hmm. attacks 20 times in one second. I yeah. cannot do that. Uh, I will never pick up those. Doesn't matter what the reward is. Uh, I just just won't do it. <laughs> I need sometimes it's like I'm trying to I'm trying to get the achievement or the 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 prophecy for getting all the chaos boons, and I'm missing yeah. two. And one I'm missing often shows up on With that one, and I can't <laughs> live long enough to evolve it. <laughs> But when you do, they're pretty great. And oh, I love Chaos. I love yeah, Chaos, chaos as a character. Chaos is an old god, right? Like one of the first ones? They're the like, prime. yeah, they are definition of primordial. Yeah. yeah, they are from, essentially it's like everything sprang from Chaos. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a primordial, like calling it a deity does, it makes, it's weird in Greek mythology because primordial first, then titans, then gods. In mm -hmm. that order, mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, and from what I understand in the game, as far as what the way Chaos explains it, I kind of just got stuck back here in Hades. Like his essence exists randomly in places. Yeah, they are like when you jump into one of the the Chaos um, uh, ports. Ports. Uh, my brain always thinks of it as I'm going to go visit the Ninja Turtles. Mantle <laughs> covers is what it looks like to me. Uh, you are no longer in the underworld. You are in chaos, yeah. essentially. So, and they have been Zagreus is like they're lonely, yeah, but they don't realize they're lonely, right? Mm -hmm. And I love that arc of chaos too, of like this primordial being from the beginning of it all. But they have grown so distant from their children. Like Nyx, right, is their mm -hmm. daughter, and Nyx and Chaos have not been in communication with each other in eons and eons. And so part of the the arc is Zagreus convincing them that hey, you both miss each other. Maybe you should just talk. And and I love that so much. But Chaos is like interested in just they don't know what Zagreus is going to do and that interests them and so that's why they start reaching out and like having Zagreus come to them and get the boons and stuff because they're like I never know what you're going to do and that fascinates me I like not knowing and it's great and then the way chaos talks is so interesting where they're not interested in small chalk or like the idle chatter of the gods you actually get to have conversations with chaos and they only like if I don't like they say like please like respond when they mm -hmm. want Zagreus to talk to them. And it's yeah. charming. And it's an interesting way to demonstrate this like ancientness in a way that in the Greek gods and, and the mythologies, all of their deities and all of their like gods and all of their stories were in an essence human. And they had mm -hmm. human wants and flaws and, and desires that we don't, see often in uh so like monotheistic religions like that is not a factor that is not a thing mm, being human no. is a, a flaw in and of itself and the gods of these various religions don't have that but the greek gods like did and that was the inherent nature of them even though they were gods or titans or primordials and so seeing like chaos just miss their kid and want to make connections again is such a delightful and endearing and real way to demonstrate that element of these 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 characters from these lore 
in a way that's still positive. It's not always uh, Zeus had a fair and Hera got jealous. Sometimes yeah. the human flaw is I let the person I love slip away and I just I miss that bond we once had with with mm. my with my family and I'd love to have it back. Yeah. One of the interesting things is chaos is pro- which as random as Hades can be with how much random number generator and RNG is in this. Chaos is your chance to gamble with an RNG. Yeah! Because mm-hmm. unless you have the right item, you are always putting up some health to get down there. Whatever boon you want to get from Chaos, it's always a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you make it, you get to keep your prize. If you don't, enjoy it. You're going to get killed by the Furies again! Yeah. I mean, in a, in a sense, because that really marks him very... Like, one of the things I loved about Chaos is he's just so different from the other gods. I mean, not you know, the area that you meet him in feels foreign and weird and eldritch, which is weird because most of the game takes place in Hades, which yeah. to us humans should be weird and foreign and eldritch. But somehow Chaos's realm still feels strange. Mm-hmm. But then you go and you talk to him. The other gods, they just give you a boom because, you know, they're they're like, they want you to come up with them and they want you to party and whatever. For Chaos... If you want his boon, you've got to earn it. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he doesn't have that personal connection. He doesn't really have something he's trying to get out of you. He's just, you know, okay, I'll give you something if you pay the price. It's, it's, yeah, chaos is so, I mean, to say chaotic is a bit reductive, but their thing, the, the, the special little token that you get from chaos when you give them nectar for the first time is just primordial egg. Now it doesn't do shit. This does not help you in any way. It is not. It does. Okay. It will guarantee a chaos gate shows up. That's it. That's all it does. But it doesn't like give you more money. It doesn't make you faster. It doesn't uh, give you an extra death to or anything. Also, then, hold it, on. It, let me. F- no, okay, it, prevent, it prevents you from taking damage from going into his gates. Is that what it does? Okay. Yes. My point being. And then one day, Chaos is like, hey, you know what would be really funny? If you went and go beat your dad, but holding the egg. So you gotta roll <laughs> let, up let to the big, big boss. Chaos is just like, I just think that'd be funny if that happened, if you did that thing. So you gotta roll up to the big boss who gets to regenerate their health, and is your final task after getting all the way up there, and you have to decide, well, I'm not gonna show up with my extra death defy or the spiked collar from my dog that gives me extra life. Nope, I'm holding this egg that doesn't help me whatsoever. <laughs> but if you do it, they're so happy, and so I did. <laughs> oh, I don't know how many times it took you, Darren, but... <laughs> First I try. Real, I got real fucking lucky. <laughs> I got a second go. I got real fucking lucky. Um. So the thing is, that's the fun. That's that's also a point, though. The eggs only gives you the ability to not pay the toll to get in there. You still got to do the challenge to get out to to keep yeah. the thing. Yeah. 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 And um, I have more I to like that tier three too. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I was going through and I was leveling up all the items and I. Mm-hmm. Still got to work through the gods items, but I got that one up pretty quick. Yeah. So these are the ones who give you the boon. And then what you do next, at some point you die the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what lets you get to the front door of the place. Mm-hmm. And I think that's genius. This is one of the few games that I've ever seen where your first death is what causes you to open up the game up more. 
Yeah. There's only like a handful of games that actually do something like that. There's there's definitely not a lot. Valkyrie Profile is one that I remember because you're a, in that game you're a Valkyrie and you have to recruit people to fight mm-hmm. in the war in Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So dying is the is the ticket to get in there. You want to get into this place? Yeah, you got to pay the toll. Yeah. For me it would be a Rogue Legacy. Mm-hmm. The game is just a goofy little game when you die that that person that you were playing as in Lord dies and then you play as their descendant and mm-hmm. you get shown to the town in front of the castle that the person died in that's your family's castle but it's now taken over by Dracula essentially and you have to build up the town around it so you can upgrade yourself and actually beat the game i never beat mm-hmm. it cuz i didn't get all too it's far. hard but yeah so here's you are in the house of hades now for mm-hmm. the first couple of times and in the house of hades you bump into the man himself hades Mm-hmm. And which is weird because Hades himself is basically two parts: Hades now and Hades then at the end of the game. Because mm-hmm. Hades is a world of difference for it, but you can chit chat mm-hmm. with him, or you could be like me, ignore Hades, find a three-headed big dog, and just want to pet <gasps> him. Just a pet, and yeah, you pet the dog. <laughs> it's so good. It's Cerberus. Oh, I think Gigi described it. The relationship is: it's just a boy and his dog. Just like, a boy and his dog. Mm-hmm. Do you know why you have to have the contractor in that place? Because Cerberus the, got so Cerberus. upset. With, oh, sorry, Leo, I'll let you sell the story. No, no, you got it, you got it, go. Well, the first time Zag decides he needs to get out, Cerberus got so distressed, he tore it, the lounge apart. Like, he tore the place apart, and now you've got poor Dusa trying to fix it, and you got the contractor to try to pay to fix things, because <laughs> he was just so upset. Poor, poor boy. And that's the thing in the storyline, too. Zag left. Only Nyx knew Zag left. Mm-hmm. That's it. He didn't tell anybody. So no, yeah. basically, he slighted every friend he had every, down there. Oh, everyone in the house is so fucking pissed. And it's and they don't. And then another thing, like another like play don't tell is the nature of your relationship with all of these characters before the game starts. Like you kind of have to piece together what your deal is with Dusa, what your deal is with Thanatos, what your deal is with Megara, who are the three romance characters, but also like your relationship with Nyx and like, oh, clearly you don't have a good relationship with Hades. What's up with that? And just kind of piecing together like where you were at before Zag jumped out the window. Mm-hmm. And then building from there. That's actually that's actually pretty standard, I think, for super giant games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a storytelling thing. So one of the one of the ways mm-hmm. you reward gameplay, especially for super giant games, is with story. Story is the reason that you play. Mm-hmm. So that's how they reward you. And of course, they can't reward you with story if they give it to you all up front. Yeah. Um, and so that that forcing you to kind of piece it together yourself as the game goes on from these little bits and pieces that you're gathering, that's the reward. That's part of the gameplay. Yeah, I think it's what made because I am someone who gets very frustrated when I fail. A lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's up uh, issues with perfectionism. I'm worried that if I'm not perfect, people who love me will abandon me. I'm working on it in therapy. So dying in video games is not fun for me <laughs> at all. And so DJ was actually shocked when I liked Hades because he's over here like, you hate failing. You hate when you die in Kingdom Hearts. You're dying a thousand times in this game. Why do you like it? It's like, well, I play games for story and I don't like it when I die because when you die, it means you don't get more story. But in Hades, you have to die. 
you have to keep dying because even if by some way you were able to magically run straight to the end and somehow beat Hades on your very first run and get out, you don't have any idea why you did that. You would, you don't know exactly what Zagreus is trying to do until you've died. I think once or twice and you get that cut scene where he yeah. discovers the letter from Persephone and realizes like it, the game doesn't work. If you never die, you never get to help Orpheus and Eurydice. You don't help Achilles and Patroclus. You don't help Nyx and, and chaos. You don't get closer with any of the members of the house. You don't do anything if you don't die. And I think that's so remarkable. Yeah. And it's, it's like I said, so because stories reward traditionally speaking, and I don't necessarily want to put down people who like narrative games, but, Generally speaking, if you're the type of gamer that is playing a game for a story, you're probably not super great at difficult games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you certainly could be, but statistically speaking, you're probably not. So Hades is very unusual in that it actually rewards you for dying. You know, which which most games don't. But so you die, and then you get the reward of more story. Yeah, it doesn't feel bad or frustrating to die. That's the nicest thing that Hades could do for you. And you have to explore for the lore on this. Um, We'll touch on Hades himself as the big bad later in this episode, but let's bump into the people that you bump into in the house. You got one that really annoys me, Hypno. Hypno tells you how you die, and he rubs that salt right in that wound. It's his job. (laughs) Thanks, Hypnos. I I know how I died. I was there. (laughs) I love it. I I, I love Hypnos telling me how I die. It's super fun. His dialogue is like, wow, there's when you die to Hades, like, this has been expunged in the record. That's never happened. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, weird. Oh, the bone uh, hydra. Hate to see it. Yeah. Have you tried not dying? Oh, you should definitely do it. <laughs> he faster actually next tells time. you that at some point. Have you tried no, not dying? I love it. Mm-hmm. And um, Hypnos is the god of dreams, which this has nothing to do with dreams. He just wants to rub that salt near your moon. That's all he does. <laughs> well, it, it, it does and it doesn't. Because uh, Hypnos is uh, god of dreams, his brother is Thanatos, god of death. Because the Greeks viewed sleep and death as to be very, very closely related. Obviously not the same, but so close it was essentially to sleep was almost to die. And so Hypnos' job being to list off the ways you died is very funny for the god of sleep. When who all he wants to do is take a damn nap. No one will yeah. let him nap. <laughs> you also bump into the house guard, which is Achilles. Achilles! I love Achilles in this. Mm-hmm. Achilles has a very valuable, not only can you be friends, total bros with Achilles, but Achilles is the guy who taught Zag how to fight. Mm-hmm. And Achilles, yeah. even in the in the Greek lore, knows how to fight with every weapon. It's He's his Achilles. thing. He's Achilles. He's yeah. Achilles. Yeah. I would say the Achilles we see in the Hades game is... Not the Achilles that you would have read about in the Iliad or in mythology. This is the, because uh, Achilles in the Iliad, and he is brash. He is aggressive. He is impulsive. He is incredibly stubborn. He is impatient. Mm-hmm. Like he is, his whole thing in the, the Iliad is essentially learning to be humble. And in the end, uh, dying and not because of that because of the things so you get a 
a version of Achilles that you would not usually find in stories that want to tell an Achilles story, because this is the version we get of the man who has gone through all of that and has actually grown from it and learned from the mistakes he made in life and is mournful of the mistakes he made in life. And so the reason he is like Zagreus looks up to him so much and you read it because you also get his journals that you are unlocking his notes. And mm. so his writings. And when he talks about Zagreus in the writings, he's like, I don't really know why I wanted, I offered to train him. I just think he kind of reminds me of me. And I think he sees that too, that like impulsiveness that used to be there because he tends to, it's noted that Zagreus tends to like respond to Achilles better than he responds to Hades. Mm-hmm. and i think that is that that idea of so we can also learn about zagreus through if you know anything about achilles knowing from his myth and that gives you a little bit more sense of like who's zagreus as a character though zagreus also i think very polite young man very polite boy always yeah, so he's nice a good man. like he he never curses out his father he's always like aggressively polite as he puts oh, him down aggressively polite he's like oh you wouldn't know anything about that would you dad like he's just oh it's so good because one of the things with hades is hades as uh, the god of the underworld is all about the bureaucracy so being polite he, mm-hmm. he politely rubbed oh so you didn't know about this huh mm-hmm. weird weird Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You also get from him the codex, but you don't get the codex the first time you meet Achilles. You mm-hmm. have to work for it. Yep. Which kind of makes sense because Achilles is like, this codex will help you out in studying things. However, if you got through uh, Hades the first time without needing to die, eh, you don't need to know this. You don't need this help. Yeah. And yeah. even I would say it doesn't necessarily like unlock any like, ooh, secrets. <laughs> it just gives you more story information, like how you learn a lot about the the titan war which is mentioned and uh kind of mysteries that are you have to like think about and and pursue because he knows mm-hmm. those things that haven't been solved yet because you have to play the game to get there mm-hmm. and it's just really interesting also a quick note which i thought was genius and this was a problem for me and rob going through the game because we were playing through it for uh, an episode of gaming theater presents mm-hmm. and he's not there he didn't show up and we had to die four or five times because Achilles wasn't there. People in the house leave. Yeah, they sometimes just aren't there. You don't get to talk to them every time. I like that they're all mad at Zagreus for just bailing, Mm -hmm. and then they do it to you all the time. (laughs) Well, they're usually at least doing their Yeah, yeah, sure. They have jobs and important (laughs) things to do, and Zagreus is just a bum that lives around his dad's house. (laughs) Okay, well, okay, now hold on. Zagreus tried. Okay, Zagreus tried to do it, but his father fired him because he wasn't good at it. (laughs) No, it is. Yeah, but they they are, it is so interesting because they are all so hurt by the fact that Zag would just leave without saying anything. And also, it also gives you an insight as to how this game undermine has like a bad connotation. Uh, I think I don't mean undermine. I think I mean um, uh, reverses, not retcons, deconstructs I, the it, the underworld myths. Yeah, no, they deconstruct the underworld myths. Yeah, on that because the yeah. underworld in Greek mythology is a wretched place. Uh, when in the Odyssey. Odysseus goes to the underworld and meets the dead. And one of the people he meets is Achilles, who says that I would rather be a slave in life than a king in death to just underline how horrible it is to die in, in the mist. The idea that there, there is no Elysium, no shining place for heroes to go, nothing to be gained. Death is just misery. 
It's stagnation forever. And death is separation. Death is loss. Death is parting. And this game tells a story set in the underworld, set in death, about death, about dying again and again. That is a story about reconnection and uh, rejuvenation and and life and reforging broken bonds and healing. Mm. And it's so incredible that they're able to do this by telling all of the same myths, like all the same things. Like they are not inventing new stories to Mm. tell their story. They are just putting them in a slightly different order and letting you decide what happens next as a player. Yeah. And, and I really think that was just brilliant to do in the house of Hades, because especially at the very beginning, Mm -hmm. it's a dour place. It's a sad place. It's not a place you really want to be and hang out. And Zagreus is kind of a dour, sad person. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a little bit angry, a little bit bitter. And it's just, he's not in a good mood as the game progresses. As you start to connect more with the people, as you start to like rebuild the house, as you start to learn more about who you are and what you're doing, as Zagreus starts to overcome kind of his, you know, emotional baggage, the house gets better. The people get mm-hmm. a little bit happier and they get they get a little bit nicer. And it's just like the mood starts to shift as the game goes. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so hard to like quantify because it's not just like one thing that happens. It's all these really tiny little details that gradually build up to make this place better. Yeah. Mm. Um, in fact, uh, as they said, there was no music in the house because Orpheus is missing. Mm-hmm. And Orpheus, very famous story, Orpheus and Eurydice. Which was funny to me because Orpheus isn't in the underworld in the lore. He goes, visits, and then he bails. Yes, he tries to rescue uh, Eurydice and ultimately fails. If you keep telling the story, he usually ends up getting ripped apart by uh, ravenous Dionysus fans who mm-hmm. don't like his dour music, basically. <laughs> I'm so sad, but my muse is trapped down there. Didn't go back and get it. Yeah. But yeah, once you find Orpheus, you get music that you can play in the background on that. And then eventually you get the contractor to help build up the house. Mm-hmm. You could have flower petals. I have, yeah. every time there's an option for flowers, I'm like, and plants and flowers. And we literally like <laughs> have flower petals raining in the main entrance. And it's like, ah, fuck you, Hades. plants Um, plants well i mean i know i like just just imagine that hades you know he wasn't really on he he didn't really approve this he didn't really ask for this but you know what he's married to persephone yeah he's he's not gonna say no to flowers that's yeah that's also true Mm -hmm. he's gonna pretend he hates it but it reminds him of his wife but we will talk about persephone later because that's the end but nix his his (gasps) second wife Nyx is adorable, and I love her as the stepmom, the very supportive stepmom. It's so, yeah, it's so good. And I, so Second Wife is interesting because I, I view her as like, yeah, that's Zagreus's like mom, but I don't view her as like Hades' wife. I view her as like, she also runs the underworld, but mm-hmm. is in charge of like her own shit. Yeah. And they just told Zagreus that like, yeah, this is your mom. Don't ask questions. <laughs> and oh, I love because and the Nyx is like when he when Zagreus finds out the truth about his mother is someone named Persephone. And he's like, I need to go find her. Nyx is like endlessly supportive of that. And she's the one that like helps like 
hide Zagreus from things like gets in touch with the Olympians. And there's so much good dialogue where at one point in time, like once Zagreus is actually able to like meet Persephone and is talking to her and he's talking to Nyx, he has this great line that's essentially like, well, yeah, like she's my birth mother, but like you raised me. Like I love you. You in my heart, you will always be like my mom. And I'm just like, oh, this family. There's so many the tears getting, getting a little so clip. And Nyx is the goddess of night. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's mostly dark in the underworld for the most part. In fact, yeah. time doesn't move in the underworld. Except yeah. Hades apparently knows how a clock works down there. <laughs> like, Hades knows what time it is, which is why Zag is late to things. <laughs> you, ha- you can't reprimand your son for being late if you don't adhere to the concept of time. Exactly. Can if you're Hades. <laughs> and a little thing that I just, just to me, is always adorbs. You bump into, and it's in a little cafe that's in the House of Hades, and they have the employee of the month. I love, yeah. But mm-hmm. other uh, people will just show up there as mm-hmm. a, just hang out. When you leave, and at this point, this is the first time you'll bump into a skelly. There's no actual lore or mythology of skelly. It's just a skeleton. Yeah, sure no. Up. He's just, he's just there. there, which is funny. Is because he's like the least regal sounding character in the entire game. Yeah. yeah, which I think they did that on purpose. Yeah, he's like Skelly's funny because all these like NPCs, you can like help them or do things for them. And Skelly leads you on to think you can do something for him. He's a fucking liar. Here's a mild <laughs> spoiler. We've spoiled a lot of shit. Skelly's a fucking liar. Yeah, I'm so mad about it. I, I spent so much Titan blood leveling that fucking sword, which I'd never use, just to kill him, and then he just makes fun of me for it. What a jackass! I love, I do love the aspect of Arthur, so I do use that sword like all the time. Oh, no, but... I use the aspect of Arthur, but you, that's not the what you have to upgrade. That's you have right. To upgrade you're the right. Aspect no, you have to of Zagreus, <laughs> and I'm like, I could have poured this into Arthur. Fuck! <laughs> I could have put it into anything else. See, this this is the thing about Skelly is like. Gameplay-wise, he's there so that you can sort of try out your moves in a safe mm-hmm. environment. You know, you've you just got this shield, and you're not quite certain how it works, so you you go and you try out your stuff. It doesn't take long for you to get the hang of these of these weapons, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when you're you know when you're having to replay the game a hundred times, and it only takes you like once or twice to learn each of the weapons. Most of the time, I don't hit Skelly. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't even bother because I've already, you know, I fulfilled the gameplay purpose of it. Yeah. So when I get to the point of conversation where Skelly doesn't want to talk and Zagreus threatens to never hit him again, <laughs> and Skelly's like freaking out, just like, "No, no, you have to," and I'm just thinking. Even if he tells me this secret, I'm probably never going to hit him again because there's not a reason for me to. <laughs> this is this is this is an empty threat. It's going to be happening either way, Skelly. I'm sorry. I enjoy just wailing away on Skelly. It's just fun. Sometimes it is very fun. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you can upgrade your things. So what's weird is this is also a spot where you can easily bump into a narrator. And as far as I can tell, the narrator is just something that Zagreus knows personally. Who's the yeah. narrator? Nothing. He just talks to him. It's so he can hear the narrator because that is how Zagreus finds out that Persephone is his mother. He's like rummaging around Hades' desk for reasons. I don't really know. And he finds a letter signed from Persephone and the narrator says it was from Zagreus' mother. And he's like, wait, what? Nyx isn't my mom? Wait, Persephone? Who's Persephone? And the narrator's like, uh, oh, um, what? And it's like, what is this? Why? I don't. Is it Homer? Like, who? I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know who the narrator is supposed to be or why. I'm hoping it's Homer. I honestly do. Just just put that in there. Mm -hmm. And apparently Homer can't tell. Can't keep this secret. Wait, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, when you get the weapons, which is funny, the weapons we're gonna just briefly touch on them. The weapons in the game are a sword, a spear, a shield, a a set of fists Mm -hmm. and uh, gauntlets, a bow. And then for some reason, the gun. And, oh, it's... Yeah, it's just a fucking gun. It's Hestia's <laughs> weapon. I love that. Can I talk about that for a hot second? Yeah, so each of the weapons have an origin. But yeah, go talk about the gun that's kind of out of place <laughs> in Greek mythology. It's like... So yeah, all the weapons are like of an origin. They're just basic. They, I mean, as a standard, they're, they feel like pretty standard, like melee... Not melee, but yeah. like weapons, video game weapons. Yeah. But yeah. they're... Shield, shield of Ages, it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's six of them. They don't necessarily need a backstory. Like, I never really asked. I wonder. I was like, no, it's the weapon in the game. But the game is so good at folding in the lore that they're like, these are the weapons that the original six Olympians used to fight the Titans. (laughs) And I love that shit so much. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, and, and not only does that mean it's like the shield that Zeus had the spear that Hades had. Hades. Yeah. Sword was what Poseidon had, Poseidon. and you open the more, and it's like, oh, the gauntlets were what Demeter had, the bow is what Hera had, and the gun is what, or the adamant rail is what Hestia had. And it's just and, a gun. It's just, it's just a gun. And it's just a gun, and it's my favorite weapon. And what that means is something that is so often overlooked or or dismissed in retellings of the titan war is that yes the goddesses also fought the titans yes usually (laughs) they don't or usually they just ignore that fight that fact but no the goddesses themselves also fought in the titan war and that's really fucking cool and i always thought it was weird i'm gonna say why is demeter punching out a titan (laughs) of all people snowy grandma Oh, she's gonna bring up the the left and right folks. Well, they talk about like the the gauntlets are for someone who's not afraid to really get their hands dirty and really get into that. And Demeter, goddess of the earth, of the harvest, of like gardening and agriculture, like she is not afraid of that. And Hestia is like goddess of the hearth, so she gets the gun. <laughs> she gets the laser gun. Sure, why not? I'm not mad. I'm not mad about it. She doesn't I'm just get saying. the laser gun. That's Lucifer. Right, I'm yeah. sorry. I have the, so I also, just have the aspect. Of, I want to touch. I want to touch on this. It feels like a I'm lot gonna, to touch on the. Aspects. I'm not going to touch on the aspects. What I'm going to touch on is the simple fact that these weapons are fourth dimensional creatures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they transcend is- time and space. Yeah, you because you can unlock the aspects event, of it. Yeah, these events are happening like before jesus is born essentially and before yeah. anything like judaism like whatever whatever this happens right it's definitely yep. before the major religions are founded i guess i don't know when judaism was founded but it's like <laughs> you then the sword gets the aspect of king arthur who certainly isn't alive yet the spear <laughs> gets the aspect of guan yu which i don't think maybe china's got guan yu now but i'm not entirely certain the shield you get fucking uh, oh, what is it? Um, Beowulf. <laughs> I don't. Oh, like yeah. it. I bad. haven't unlocked it yet. Oh shit! Oh, is it I didn't Beowulf? Know, I'm sorry. That's fine. That, no, no, no. You're that's fine, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I'm, I love. The, I love that it's Beowulf. The gauntlets are Gilgamesh. Into it. The bow yeah. is Rom. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
And then the gun is Lucifer. (laughs) It's fucking Lucifer. And it's the strongest weapon out of literally everything I've used. I love the gauntlet still. I'll use those. Those are my favorite. (laughs) Uh But the aspect of Lucifer is a fucking laser laser that just blows up a fucking bomb. Like, it's the best. It's my Lucifer's gonna be fighting God with a laser, dude. Like, what the fuck or is that about? Already fought God with the laser. Going we'll to have fighting, already cause... fought God. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely insane. These the, these guns are nuts. These weapons I, are just nuts. Okay, I don't, think, I don't think the weapons and also the the ele- the the aspects of these like introducing other mythologies is so cool and interesting and fun. And silly. It's yeah. so <laughs> silly. Like the laser bomb gun of Lucifer. The shield of Beowulf. Like they don't need to. Arthurian lore. Arthurian, you stab the ground and carry the holy sigil around you. It's so silly. And it's it's silly in a way that's not dismissive or juvenile. It's just silly because honest to God, these stories are silly. Yeah, it's silly that we have them still. It's silly that we've kept them for so long. But silly isn't bad. Silly is mm-hmm. it, it? They're fun. Yeah. We have them because they're fun. And these are notable things on it, like Arthur's sword. I got that. It's Excalibur. You know, Excalibur. Guan Yu spear. That's a thing. Guan Yu uses Lucifer's gun. I'm working on the details on that one. Which why I, not? I'm gonna argue that Guan Yu spear. That's not a spear per se. It's <laughs> something else. I don't remember the name. I always forget it. It's something else. It's not a spear. It's spear adjacent. It's spear adjacent, but there are better spears you could use throughout mythologies. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, and that's just for funsies. Just and that's just for funsies. Thing. That's nothing. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's just for funsies. It's mm-hmm. great. I don't think at all. I mean, we could dive into it and talk a little bit about how um, you see through mythologies around the world there are reoccurring elements mm-hmm. that we see often, and sometimes yes. that could maybe be attributed to ancient shared histories that were traveled like indo europe like proto-indo-european stories mm-hmm. that spread out we saw them reappearing in different ways or just the fact that the human experience isn't always so different and yeah. we will, even no matter where you're at you're going to find similar stories and this is just, the most it, effective way to create these materials to create this kind of thing that's super effective in this way and everybody every culture has a fucking spear <laughs> yes. And so you have like the the existing of like you have the baseline. These are the ones that the Olympians had. Each one has an aspect that's related to some other figure from Greek mythology. And then there's a third aspect that introduces them to like other mythologies around the world serves to tie in the fact that none of these stories exist on an island. Yeah. Like, there is a way to connect and spread and that it is more valuable to do so. It's not. looking at something under a microscope and only looking at that, there can be a time and place for that. But ultimately stories are richer and more valuable when you let them be told together. Very true. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, after you go through this, then you're back into dealing with Hades and stuff. One of the things that you start popping into as a random chance, and I love this, is Daedalus's hammer. Oh, yes! Which totally changes your gameplay because you're talking about the mad scientist of Greek mythology, Daedalus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I have a running theory with this. This is why Daedalus isn't in the game. My thought process is, he built the sucker. He built the dungeons. He's like, he I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I just picture yeah. Daedalus as this guy going, you know what? I'm gonna, I gotta deal with you, Hades. You need to keep all these dead bodies around here? I got a plan. 
it'll cost you. But I got that. And Hades ne probably will never once look for, for Daedalus because he built the way in, he built the way out. Because remember, Daedalus built um, the, uh, the Labyrinth. Labyrinth, yeah. And I guess that's kid's game for this. I've upped my game for, for this one. Yeah, and we know that was uh, the time. The exact time this is taking place isn't clear, but it doesn't necessarily no. matter because who the hell cares? But Theseus and the we Minotaur got a gun are, from Lucifer. We're good. We got a gun from Lucifer. Don't worry about the setting. But Theseus and the Minotaur are dead. You fight them in Elysium, so you know this is post. Mm -hmm. We talked. This is post the Labyrinth story. So Daedalus yeah. has already yeah. passed you. I I think that also maybe harkens back to the original original idea for the game, which was originally Minos, and you were going to play as Theseus getting out of the labyrinth. Right. So the idea of running into Daedalus to upgrade your weapons was probably an element that existed from that, and at that point, it's like, well, instead of just being Daedalus, here's a hammer, don't worry about it. <laughs> Where's Daedalus? Probably left. If probably anyone can left. leave this place, it's him. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it could have been... Um... Like, if, if they chose not to go with Daedalus, it really could have just been Hephaestus's hammer. It yeah. is surprising that it's not Hephaestus. When should we talk about the characters that didn't show up in this one? We'll do that once we get through most of these characters, but it okay. is a thing. So with that, but yeah, Daedalus's hammer, and Rob gave me this one advice. I go, hey, should I pick up this boon or the hammer? Go hammer. Always go hammer, hammer every time. Mm -hmm. Every time, yeah. <laughs> but that hammer will magically change your gameplay style all mm -hmm. over the place. And yeah. uh, I remember having the spear. I'm like, I hate the spear. All of a sudden got Daedalus' hammer. Oh, I can throw this across the entire screen? Oh, you are in. Mm -hmm. And it does bonus damage? You're in, buddy. And the fact that it does, it can do different upgrades depending on what aspect you have. Mm -hmm. Like when you have the aspect of Lucifer on, your upgrades are different than when it's just this typical adamant rail. Like, Oh my god! I think it's specifically with the special aspects. Yeah, because the, the other special ones are... aspects are like real game changer of yeah. the aspect of the gun or like weapon themselves. Yeah, they have it's a just Eris. It doesn't difference. do anything. Yeah, mm. it'll be the same ones that you get for just the adamant rail, right? Mm -hmm. Or is And I love that back before we left the house of it, it is one of the things that you can get, which is basically a bunch of minor achievements, is a minor list of the fates. Yeah, the prophecies. The prophecies. And the prophecies say, you're going to get this. I don't know when. At some point, you need to do this. And that's perfect for anybody who's achievement hunting. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. A lot of those I never would have gotten without the fact that, hey, you should, or like, you're going to get these and you'll get a reward when you do, right? Mm -hmm. I would never have actually picked up a lot of uh, boons, Deadless Hammer things. Just, I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. I, I do kind of like the idea that the fates like they predicted something and now they need to nudge you in the direction of that prediction. <laughs> kind of like, what it was. We yeah. don't we don't want to be proven wrong. So I kind of need you to I said you were going to do go do this, so I kind of need you to go do mm -hmm. it. It's like don't you want six ambrosia? Don't you want a diamond? I do want a fucking diamond. I really do need that diamond. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, okay, okay. I'll turn on Poseidon's thing and run through this a bunch. <laughs> Man, I hate this. But the fates were right. Yeah. You never, they're not ever wrong. Uh, that yeah. is something that he and Nyx talk about because the fates, we don't see the fates are another character that doesn't appear, but is mentioned and they are, mm -hmm. they are Nyx's daughters. And so Zagreus kind of asks her about like, well, do we actually have free will essentially? Is everything preordained? And her explanation is like, I think the fates perhaps see the things that you will choose to do. You don't do them because they said they were going to do them. They said they were. you will do them because that was your decision. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't have to go 
get all the things with the Daedalus hammer. They didn't make you do it, but you did make the decision to go do that thing <laughs> to get like three diamonds. So the fates might not be able to control everything, but they can bribe you. Yeah. And I'm a sucker for some of these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now let's, uh, since we've gone through the, uh, the, uh, the major things from the first time, this, most of this will happen roughly the first time you're going through the game too. Mm-hmm. Your repeated action is what lets you check out the rest of the stuff. Yeah. But now we kind of have to get into the bosses. And the bosses for that is kind of interesting. The first boss that you'll bump into is Meg, uh, Megara. But mm-hmm. at on occasion, you'll bump into one of Megara's sisters because it's the Furies. The Furies! Um, let's see here. There's Megara, mm-hmm. which is the Fury of... Um, I forget what her aspect is. Which, the first time playing, Megara's a nightmare to deal with. And then you mm-hmm. realize Megara's the easy one. Megara's the best one. I don't know. I kind of like um, Trisiphony. That's my favorite. Trisiphony oh. <laughs> is, is the easier one, but the first time I met her, she scared the crap out of me. She is so scary. <laughs> she is she's so scary. She is the one that punishes murderers, and she just says murderer, like, over and over. But in time, eventually... You can get her to say Zagreus. Eventually, <laughs> she will just call you Zagreus. Now, she's still going to try to kill you. That is her oh, yeah. job. But yeah. she will be like, Zagreus. And she's like, happy when she's able to do it. And again, <laughs> how did this game get me to find the fact that this fury says your name so delightful? I'm like, yay, Trisiphone! I'm so proud well, of you. You fought her a hundred times and she never said your name. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that because it, it's such a different way from how Zagreus deals. Like, Zagreus is a talker. He oh, yeah. likes to talk to people. And so when you first meet Tisiphone and you can't talk to her. Yeah. That, that is the thing that was the most jarring for me. Like, you mm-hmm. know, Meg, she wasn't going to let you pass, but you could argue with her about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and you wouldn't necessarily win that argument. Yeah. But you could try. Tisiphone, no, talking is not even an option here. Um, and like the second or third or fourth or fifth time that you're fighting Tisiphone and you've kind of realized at this point, she's actually not that dangerous compared to the other ones. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. she's actually one of the easier ones. Zagreus kind of starts taking her less seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, starts sort of joking around with her a little bit. And I think that that causes her to open up. Yeah, where she I and I, I never thought about that, but the fact that Zagreus does like approach her as like lighthearted and humorous, that's probably another element why she actually like tries to say because it doesn't happen right away. It takes forever. And even when he's like, Hey, do you want to try to say Zagreus? She like gets a Z out and then calls you a murderer again. So it <laughs> yeah. takes a couple battles of her showing up and you getting through that for her to eventually say Zagreus. Yeah. On the flip side you have Megara, which when she's doing this, it's her job. She's mm-hmm. like uh, at first she's like i'm mad at you for leaving after about a couple of battles she's like and let's just get this over at some point zag actually look let's just get this over with all right check the boxes good later yeah but she's mad if you beat her because you know she's not doing her job right yeah she's career oriented yes and electo is just bloodthirsty oh yeah electo crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Electo I, is has a rage meter. That's how angry she is. Yeah. So what we say, DJ? Uh, I enjoy any time you go into that chamber. Zagreus is always trying to guess which one it is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's fun. Super fun. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a random chance you fight all three. It's not uh, random. That's the heat that you can turn on. Yeah, you can turn on the heat to give the bosses uh, 
more make it more difficult. Oh, okay. And so the first one you notch up, it puts all three furies there. The second one you notch up, it makes their uh, lava be in the hydras area. Mm-hmm. So you have to like you gotta avoid the lava, a like bit. all uh, not just around it, like it's in between mm. where the big head appears and the little heads, and that one yeah. kills me. Like I cannot get through that one, so I have no idea what the third heat does <laughs> for uh, the Elysium Heroes. I've never <laughs> turned that on, and I've never gotten to it. So, but yeah, they're personal, and then you go into Asphodel, <laughs> the second area, and the boss of that area is the Hydra, the yeah. Bone Hydra. It's yeah, a bone yeah. hydra because it's dead. It's dead. Can we talk about Asphodel real quick? How yeah. it's so different. So Asphodel is is the fields, right? It's yeah. just an empty fucking field. Nothing Asphodel's happens. on fire. But Asphodel's on fire because the river Phlegathon, the river of fire, has flooded. And I think, Rob, you could probably speak to this just from like the game level mechanic, because I think if the, we didn't have these like standard uh, lava obstacles to make uh, uh, Asphodel a little different, Tartarus, Asphodel, and Elysium would kind of feel all the same Z, just with different like architecture, just different like decor mm. around. But all yeah, of a sudden, I mean, the, video game lava. <laughs> they wanted to make each area feel different and not just look different. They wanted Mm -hmm. them to play different. Asphodel had to be, you had to strategize differently in Asphodel than you would in Elysium. They, they, you couldn't be using the same tactics. You, there would be advantages and disadvantages to both, Mm -hmm. but you know, Asphodel as it was in the lore didn't really allow for that. Mm -mm. Um, And so they, you know, So this wasn't necessarily in keeping with Greek mythology, but, you know, whatever. It mimics for a more interesting game, so I I can let it pass. Yeah, and they do use the element of mythology to explain it, being like the river Phlegathon has flooded and now there's fire everywhere. It's like, okay. Okay, enjoy your lava. And Degris mentions that. He's like, isn't this just supposed to be fields? What happened? Why are they flooded? I have no, and and there's no one trying to fix it. Like, it's just, this is the way it is now. Good luck. Oh man! Sure. I guess before we move on for that one, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, inside all of these areas, there's always an NPC that's just running around. It's a random mm-hmm. chance you'll bump into him in Tartarus, the first area. Mm-hmm. You bump into um, Sisyphus. Sisyphus and Boldy. And, Bold- and his friend Boldy. It didn't used to be his friend Boldy, but he carved. I think it has. A, it has a smiley face. It has there. a little mm-hmm. smiley face. Yep, he has pushed Boldy up this hill so many mm-hmm. times they are bonded. And, yeah. and you can talk to Boldy and increase your friendship with Boldy. <laughs> sometimes Boldy will give you a boon if you give them nectar. And I, sometimes they I, don't. I did it once and it gave me the bad boon. Oh, like, no. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> There's the bad boon? I, it's a boon that does nothing. <laughs> okay. I got one that increased my defense. So no, I, was I, I got Jack from Boldy. I'm like, you get no more nectar from me, fucker. <laughs> you're, you're cut off. But Sisyphus is, in Greek mythology, famously for pushing a boulder up a hill every day. And, but when you bump into Sisyphus, Sisyphus is standing there, hanging out. And if you pump, talk to him enough times, you figure out that Sisyphus's punishment is to push the boulder. However, everyone's more on edge with Zag trying to leave the, the place, so he's taking a break. Yeah, as long as the Furies <laughs> aren't there to like whip him and make him keep pushing the boulder, he can kind of just hang out. Mm-hmm. And I love it because the Furies will show up and just be like, you, why are you helping Zachary? Stop helping him. He's like, I don't know oh, what you're I'm talking sorry. about. Yeah. I, I, I don't like, know oh, what you're talking about. I don't know. Oh, what? Who? Fury I've leaves. I've never heard of him. 
Hey, so you want a thing? <laughs> hey, you want a burrito? <laughs> oh, also, I love the fact that the, one of the healing items you get in the game is a hero. Uh, a hero, a hero, some uh, fries, and a drink. That makes more sense. That makes more sense. I <laughs> definitely thought it was a burrito. But I thought it was a burrito, but you're right. It's, it's a hero. My bad. It's a hero. <laughs> a total Greek uh, hero. Like, nice. Mm-hmm. And fast food hero, you can just yeah, get whatever. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can talk to Sisyphus, and Sisyphus is hanging around because, frankly, he's got uh, like, oh, nobody's. He's the guy who's like, I don't have to do this. I don't have to push this boulder. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's. And this is the first time he's chilled because um, Sisyphus is famous for screwing Hades over. Yes, mm-hmm. he cheated death not once but twice. Twice. And if there's one thing Hades doesn't like, is people who cheat death. Mm-hmm. Unless there's Agnes, because that's the thing. That's the other thing. He also <laughs> no. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, can I talk about who we meet in uh, Asphodel? Yes, go for it. it. So in Asphodel, sometimes you end up in a room. Uh, so any of the NPC rooms, obviously they have no enemies, just the NPC, and you end up in a room and you hear singing because it's Eurydice. She's the 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 nymph. She is uh, Orpheus's muse, the one who died on their wedding day, and Orpheus tried to come save her and failed. And she will give you, uh, she she cooks, and she'll give you the things she makes, and that'll like help you increase the rarity or the power of your boons, and it's great. Mm-hmm. But her whole thing is that she is pretty miffed about uh-huh. Orpheus. Like she's like pissed that he failed, that he got her hopes up. She's not super mad about being dead, and she's not mad about being an Asphodel, but she is pissed off at Orpheus, and she doesn't like for the longest time. She's not interested in talking to him, and doesn't want to see him again. But like with all the NPCs, you can like talk to her and like talk to Orpheus and like relay messages between the two and yeah. eventually get them to be like, okay, I miss them. I miss them too. All right, we got to buy out Orpheus's contract so we can go visit Eurydice. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, also, and this is a gameplay mechanic taking a break. Like these yes. spots where you can talk to the NPCs or later when you build a fountain that just mm-hmm. showed up there. It is. Oh, just like, oh, shake out my hands, pop my knuckles and my thumbs. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> because sometimes it'll be intense. Mm-hmm. I just got out of a witch room. God, my hands hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you bump into the uh, the Bone Hydra, which is a Bone Hydra as the boss of Asphodel. And the Hydra story is probably the most famous of all the monsters that exist in Greek yeah. mythology. I mean, yeah. fair to say. Like, I'm pretty certain that's why they picked the Hydra. It's just like, we need a Hydra. You gotta have a Hydra. <laughs> gotta have a Hydra. The Hydras, can it can be a mean fight because it takes on different aspects of yeah. all of its heads. Mm-hmm. And I do enjoy the fact that you might have to deal with three heads. You might have to deal with all nine. Who knows? It's fun. I do I do enjoy that battle. It is. I mm. always have fun with it. Even when I die, I'm like, damn it, Lerny. But I, I like that one. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Now, the Elysium battle, on the other hand. Elysium is <laughs> nuts. So in Elysium... is a rough fight. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for dang sure. I love it. Of course you love it! <laughs> uh, Elysium is, in the mythology, Elysium's reserved for, like, the the best of the best. The, the greatest heroes. Mm-hmm. The greatest heroes. So Elysium has this more look where it's more eternal. Mm-hmm. It's bright greens. However, Elysium also has traps that are just going off whenever it feels like it. All the time. Yeah. Uh, whenever it feels like it, there is a timer. Every time mm-hmm. those bombs get hit by the expl- by the arrows, 
That's not random. Is that how that works? Oh, okay. Yeah, the, so, the arrows that are flying across, if they reach the end, sometimes they collide with those eggs and the eggs mm-hmm. explode. Mm-hmm. And then the eggs regenerate and then they mm-hmm. get shot again. Right? Yeah. yeah, Elysium is also the only place that has a regenerating enemy. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which sucks to deal with. Yeah, it sucks to deal with if you don't if you don't got doom. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know love what? That's, how... that's a fair argument for doom. There it is. We did it. <laughs> Came back around. It's callback. Uh, I love how it's like the Elysium is so lush. Like there is like mm-hmm. plant life here uh, because in a lot, there's not a lot of mythology about it, but in commonly. Elysium was created by Persephone. It didn't exist before Persephone came to the underworld, and she is the one that created it. And so it being full of, like, it's still dead, but, like, plant life, mm-hmm. things that are associated with, like, the goddess of spring, is visually excellent. Yeah, very true. Now, in this place, the NPC you get to bump into is... Patroclus? Patroclus. Patroclus. Achilles' boyfriend. Patroclus. Patrick oh my god, we gotta reunite. Oh, these poor gay husbands. We gotta yeah. get them back together. It's, they're just, we oh, they're both, they're both so sad, and they both are convinced that the other one is better off without them, and they've been abandoned. It's like, no! Yeah. What's weird about it, and this is interesting, he doesn't tell you who he is. For the longest time. It takes a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta work, you gotta bring in that confidence. Zagreus is right now, but go into therapy mode. He's yes. he's got to be your shoulder. You got well. Also, I think Zagreus. He's got to wear him down. I'm gonna wear you wear down. I'm gonna down. keep coming Here, in and giving nectar. you a nectar. I'm gonna keep mm-hmm. being nice, and eventually you're gonna be my friend too. Because mm-hmm. Zagreus is a listener. Yep, Zagreus is a listener. And he listens. Mm-hmm. And that way he can get he can fix this marriage's troubles. And he does. <laughs> I mean, I haven't yet, but I just can't trigger the last comment. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. It's a project. Now, this is also one of the roughest fights in there because you get to deal with the final boss of this stage is the Minotaur and Theseus. Oh, yeah. I love it. So, And they are best friends. They are bros for afterlife. They are bonded. They are soulmates. I, <laughs> Not the way Achilles and Patroclus, uh, Patroclus are soulmates. This is a different kind of soul. This is platonic soulmate. But they are mm-hmm. like... Ah, oh, it's so weird because it's Theseus and the Minotaur. Theseus is the one that killed the Minotaur. He talks about how when he died, he found the Minotaur in the underworld, and we're just like, nah, man, we're brothers now. And the, and mm-hmm. Astrius the Minotaur is like so. Theseus is a dick. Oh, very much. Not yes. to the Minotaur. He loves Astrius. Like not to him. Yeah, to you, Zagreus. He is the yeah. biggest asshole I've ever met. <laughs> well, it's because you're a fiend. You're a fiend. You're a oh. demon. He needs when to defeat I, you. Oh man, when I see Theseus, I, I when I die to Theseus, I'm always so mad. I'm, I'm never. <laughs> that's when I get the most mad. <laughs> I always go after Theseus first, partly oh, because mm-hmm. I feel like it's good strategy, but mostly mm-hmm. just to shut him up. I just want to shut mm-hmm. him the fuck up. Yep. I'm mm-hmm. the opposite. I go after Asterius first, since he's the one I can burst down, and then I can focus on Theseus and getting behind him proper. Oh, yeah, that's is a good point because I love what Theseus does. It's another like the gods being fickle. Theseus can also have boons from the gods. Mm-hmm. Just one. Just one god. One. Just one boon god. Boon but still, that is a game uh-huh. changer. It is. I, I always love shocking. it too because if you have if you have a boon from a god, the Theseus also has a boon from, and you use it against him. Oh, he he'll just it. he'll be shocked. 
Uh huh. Yeah. He just just he like doesn't... what? I thought you were on my side. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you helping the demon? Why are you helping the fiend? It's like no, there's they, there's no sides. They don't take sides. They're assholes. Don't worry. Thesis, you don't know this. You should know this. Yeah, you gotta fight these guys at the same time. They're bros, and if you're and if you, there's also a random chance that you'll bump into the mini boss of this, which is just the uh, the the Minotaur. Yeah. Sometimes you yeah. just run in and oh, uh, and I'm always like, ah, fuck. Like, he doesn't, I don't die to him when he's the miniboss, but he does wear my health down quite a bit, and that's really inconvenient. I prefer him over the fucking other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the butterfly balls. To be, to be honest, though, my favorite part about the Coliseum fight, um, it's, it's not getting to shut Theseus up or anything like that. It's the one fan of Zagreus. Everybody oh, else shame. is cheering on, you know, Theseus and, and the Minotaur. They, they love them. They're the champions. But then you've got just one guy, one just one gorgeous. guy who's oh. going to put up a little Zagreus flag. <laughs> and like, you know, after the fight's Very won, good. you can walk up to him and be like, hey, thanks for rooting for this me. for you. I saw the cutest cutest fan comic that was from the point of view of the shade like watching Zagreus come in and the, the, ner- the shade's like thinking like he's different he doesn't seem like a monster it's like he's fighting for something it's like he's he's <laughs> fighting for something he really cares about huh and then the shade just pops and is suddenly like the, the orange color and then Zagreus looks over and sees the shade and smiles and I wish I could find it again I can't but it, <laughs> I love that kind of shit I eat it up I also love that the shades are, you know, basically souls from people who have gone yeah. down, who are in the underworld. But they hang out. They are watching you. Mm-hmm. They're watching you. They're not going to get involved. They're just watching what's happening. You can bump into the shades in the house and find out how they died. <laughs> There's a couple yeah. of shades that are working in administration, keeping track. That's how you get your stats. They've been mm-hmm. keeping track on you, and the I shades like are watching. Yeah. But this one, one guy just you know, favorite. Up. One of my favorite shades is the shade that's like. Dude, I almost saw Aphrodite in the river, and then he's death by or died of um, dehydration. The motherfucker ah! thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so funny. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh man. One of my favorite. Like when I saw them, like that's that's got to be one of the greatest jokes of this game. Mm-hmm. Da- outright. Like to say like dehydration with that line. Come on, <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's good. No, after this area, you go into the next area, which is um the the front Temple door. Of Temple the, of sticks. Yeah, sticks. Yeah, the Temple of sticks. The little spot to the dead. And the, the I don't know if I can't remember if there's an NPC running around in this place or not. There's not, nope. but there is Cerberus. Mm-hmm. Now and Karen. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about Karen yet. Oh yeah, let's let's talk about Caron. Who you know, four out of five stars. He wants a Yelp review. He is working <laughs> that shop. You no, know, if you're gonna give him, you gotta give him five out of five. You don't understand. Yeah. No, he kicks my ass. Fuck him. <laughs> Sorry, Caron's always on. confused me. Like both in game and mythology. <laughs> like, what is he using the money for? <laughs> That's a you know, question. like you like even in mythology, toll. you have to pay the toll to Caron, so he'll he'll guide you across the river sticks. And like, what is he spending that on? <laughs> he is the shopkeep. He is the he's the one with the goods to buy. What what value does he get from the money? I I don't I don't understand it. <laughs> it's a rigged economy. You, you just got to pay the troll toll. It's mm-hmm. just how it is. I mean, he's got to buy those things he's selling you. 
I'm sure that I'm sure that shit just washes up in the River of Sticks. And he's like, you know what? That's I fair. Think that's they fair. actually do yeah. state that explicitly at some oh, point. Yeah. That this is crap that he finds in the river. Which is weird because that means that he's going to sell me a hero on a surprise that's been in the river for a while. Look, we may not know exactly uh, what he does with the money, but we know he gets mad when you take it from him. Yes, he does. <laughs> he gets mad. He's super and mad. I, I've managed to beat him twice. Not in a row. So. One thing I actually love about him, though, is that I don't know if it's every time or basically every time, but there's usually a boon from a god that you can buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember, yeah. the gods are sending these down there for you just to like to try and get them to you, and they can't really see you per se, you know. So they're they're kind of they're they're working as hard as they can, which means that at one point they're like, "Hey, Charon, can you can you get this boon down to Zagreus?" And he's like, "I got you, fam." And then he gets to Zagreus and like, "Okay, this is yours for fifty bucks, yeah. one hundred and fifty bucks." <laughs> I think boons are 150. Boons are 150. He's like, mm, unless you turn the heat on to make it more expensive, which is also a pain. But the thing is, they know that he's selling it, and I so rarely get it because it's so expensive. Which means the gods gave him a boon that he then consciously chose not to give you. No, no, no. The gods know that he's he's selling it. Sometimes they'll. Talk about the fact that it was sold. He's got good taste in merchandise. Yeah, I've had <laughs> Aphrodite like be like, that, oh. Yeah. And so it's like, they handed him, sell this, bro. You, here's your here's your economy. Let, let's just face it. Okay, let, I assume that he sells it. I think they only, because the gods don't care about that money uh, life for a while, because they're gods. Yeah. So it's only probably for 20 bucks just to make the, tran- like, a dollar just to make it a legal transaction down there. Yeah. Which, who's putting this up? Chiron. Yeah. yeah. No, no one else cares. But... In that he's case, he's going to mark it up <laughs> because the, that's what he's going to do. Store. God's the distributor. He knows what these things are worth, <laughs> and he charges accordingly. He knows his worth, and you got to respect. Got to respect. Got to respect that. Uh, knows the worth of this thing because mm-hmm. that boon has saved my life before. And I do. I do kind of like. Uh, There's a comic that I'd read about it. You know, because spoiler alert, um, Charon is the one that sent Skelly to to you to be your your training mm-hmm. dummy. I know Hermes was in on the deal. Um, and Skelly doesn't know why. He doesn't yeah. really understand the reasoning behind it. But, you know, whatever. It's a job. Why does Caron do it? Because Zacharias goes out, wrecks up the place, and brings in money. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yep. And, and by giving Skelly to Zagreus as a training dummy, he's encouraging Zagreus to keep doing that. Keep wrecking shop. That's also true. I also think it might have something to do. I mean, that's great. I, I get comic funny. Uh, but also, once you finally convince Persephone to come back to the underworld, Chiron picks you up. Because yeah. Zach's like, I actually don't know how to get down there. And she's like, well, we can go my way. Like, you don't have to die. We'll just go through the front door. And Karen shows up. So I also think it's like him wanting to help Zag get to his mom and get Persephone back because clearly they're still close. Persephone's been gone for a real long time, but as soon as she calls, Chiron's there. He's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, if you ever need a ride, anytime, anytime." Do you think Chiron would would charge him? Would charge Persephone? Not at all. No. She's the queen. No, never. <laughs> Zagreus paid for that trip a million times over. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's good business to let Zag just get back down here. They got off. And Persephone steps off and he bows deeply and Zach starts to step off and Chiron holds out his hand like, ah, you gotta pay. You gotta pay the fee. (laughs) (laughs) Two obols, everyone's about to pay the fee. You wanna go the other way? Very excited about it. 
Ooh, Ooh that'll be fun. Yeah. I hope he still gets to pay that toll. Comes this might, you gotta <laughs> you gotta find a way to pay him. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't doubt if his passive has something to do with gold. Fast mm-hmm. and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're in um the Temple of Sticks, the boss of this area is Cerberus. Yeah. Technically. It's the funniest thing, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy that they did it. How you have to beat Cerberus. Mm-hmm. You go off, you find him some treats, you give him the treats. You give him a treat. And Cerberus is cool with you. And they give you the death animation, but Cerberus doesn't die. <laughs> it never yeah. says. It's like Cerberus vanquished. Not really. Not really. Or it's like uh, good boy fed. Yes. <laughs> Shit like that. Um, and you, if you're like any of us who have petted the crap out of Cerberus, the first time getting there, realizing you might have to fight Cerberus, heartbreaking. So distressing. Yep. And even Zag plays it up like, oh man, here we go. I guess we know. What th- nah, just kidding. Okay, you want to go? You want to? You want a, a putrid sack? Okay, get you a putrid sack. <laughs> um, and my favorite thing about it is you're having to go through all those fights, but in the Temple of Six, there's a chance you can just get through this whole thing in what in two rooms. If you pick the right room, you're in and out so quick. It gives you a mm-hmm. great fountain, and you're done. <laughs> and I and I I used to do that, but then I realized. Every single one of those small rooms counts as an encounter towards mm-hmm. the trinkets. Oh. <laughs> so you can power level your trinkets because it's like you got six stores to choose from, and every six store has like seven encounters. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's do this. And then um, after this, you're at the top. You're at, you're in you're Greece. Out. You're outside. You're outside. And that's when the Big Daddy Hades shows up. It's very cold. It's and it's very cold. cold. It's winter. Mm-hmm. And there is a mythology for why it's cold as mm-hmm. well. When Persephone goes down to, to be married to Hades, mm-hmm. Demeter doesn't know that Persephone is gone. Mm-hmm. And it gets so upset that, he puts, that she puts the world into winter. Yep, she threatens to let all the humans die if Zeus does not demand Hades return her daughter. It's very cool. Like the myth of like women are so powerless in, in ancient Greece and the, the story of Demeter using what power she could to get her daughter back in some small way is so good. Now, do I also like the readings where Persephone goes with Hades willingly and becomes a power couple and this is her way of freedom? Of course, I love those readings too. Mm-hmm. We can have multiple versions of stories, gang. They serve multiple purposes. Absolutely. I love... The first time, because again, if you know Greek mythology and you're like, okay, we're trying to find Persephone, that's Zagreus's mom. Okay, she's left the underworld, so she's back with her her mom. She's back on the above. And you go out there and you see that it's winter. Like that scratches like, your like, mythology brain. It's like, it's not supposed to be winter. If Persephone's yeah. out here, it's supposed to be summer. Why is it still winter? Something is wrong. Something and that's is. so another thing of show, don't tell. They don't spell that out. At no point in time do they ever spell out that we know it's meters making it winter, but they don't ever spell out that she's making it winter exactly because Persephone is not there. And it's still winter, which means Persephone isn't back with Demeter, but it's, it's so the game is so good at building this lore around it. And when you mm. know it, nothing feels like a mistake. So you find out Persephone's hiding from everybody. So it's not like mm-hmm. it was an oversight on their part for it to be winter when Persephone's not in the underworld. Like it was so intentionally done. Yeah, and the thing is that Hades wants you to stay in Tartarus. He wants you back home, mm-hmm. and so he's the final boss that you deal with, the big bad. And there's very few games that pull this off without feeling like overzealous, but fighting Hades 
feels like you're fighting a god. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is a rough fight. And if you played any kind of, like, JRPGs, yeah, they say they're a god. You can kind of whittle it down if you understand what, what the mechanics are. No, Hades is a brutal fight going mm-hmm. in each time. Yep. Yeah, in a lot of RPGs and stuff, you know, you you level up your character, you get the infinity plus one sword, you get the, mm-hmm. all the bonus content, and you level grind, and then you get to the boss and they're a joke because they have to be, you know, they have to be, you have to be able to take them down even if you didn't do all the grinding and the extra side quests and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hades is a game about difficulty, so they don't pull punches. No. And even if you, even if even when you do like max out all your stuff and you've really worked hard and you've, you know, gotten all your stats up and everything, you've got your boons maxed out. It's still a hard fight. It Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't get that much easier. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's something that it's one of the reasons why I really do like the roguelike genre. Cause even with, um, there are some that like, Oh, their final bosses are a little bit of a punk, but uh, Risk of Rain 2's final boss, that's a final boss that is like feels like, yeah, this guy will fuck me up if I'm not careful. Oh, and uh, I because at the end? Sucks. Yeah, it, his third phase, he takes all of the items that you have taken. So you being this unkillable god for the first two phases, the final phase, he takes it, and then he becomes an unkillable god, and you have to avoid him as much as possible and whittle down his health to get your shit back annoying yeah i got no shame i got the mercenaries ending point because i got my ass carried on that fight but yeah no hades has what three fights that you have to do three versions of that fight is there is it three i thought it was just two i think it's two two yeah it's two two and then he comes back with all this health yeah yeah he has Uh, two phases first time that happened i was so mad (laughs) (laughs) i was like phase two let's go and then i got body yeah Mm -hmm. I'm pretty good. If I can get to phase two with at least one more death to fight, I can usually get it through that because that one I can follow the rhythm. The first mm-hmm. one, when you have a bunch of him summoning a bunch of enemies and stuff and more things exploding, like that one tends to be the one that's going to get mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And here's the thing that I thought was interesting from a game mechanic standpoint, because Rob pointed this out to me uh, when, when I first got to see it. When you go to Hades the first time, in fact, actually getting up here is how you unlock getting Demeter uh, mm-hmm. as a god because you have to yeah. get out of service. But when you fight Hades the first time, if you lose, whether you lose or win, when you go back down to the the house of Hades, he's not there. He's not there. Because Mm -hmm. he's waiting for you at the end to give you that punk-ass beating that he wants to give you. Yep. And that's like, from a game, because we were talking to about earlier, when you die, you get more story as your reward. This is an interesting thing, because if you get pretty good at the game, and you're constantly getting to Hades, whether or not you beat him. Um, which, you know, I, I did it I did at a certain point get it good enough where I was rarely going through a run where I didn't get to Hades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't get to talk to him uh, down in the house of Hades because he's not there, which means you can't, you know, you can't like give him gifts, you can't hear his lines, you can't well, hear you his can story. only ever give him one gift until you actually beat the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, after that. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, like you you are actually in a small way punished for getting to Hades because now you don't get to experience his story. Mm-hmm. You actually have to be worse at the game <laughs> yeah, to get you, that story out of Hades. If you get to him, but you don't beat him. Because if you beat him and you get to Persephone and come back, I think he is there usually because yeah, Zagreus wants to talk to respawned. him about Persephone. Yeah. Mm. yeah, He's already respawned from it, the end of the river. It punishes like... you for not being good enough at the game. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that probably hurts him. 
he's got to take time out of his day, barely takes a day off, and now he has to wait for you to show up. Get up here. And then and then later he's like, well, that it, now this is Zag's job. Yes. <laughs> now now I'm helping my son in his job. So <laughs> there's also a question of is Hades the bad guy in this game? No. If you go through the storyline. I don't think I, I don't think there is a bad guy. I, there yeah, isn't I one. Yeah, this game doesn't have a villain. This game just has a series of obstacles. But each obstacle makes sense. Like Hades' thing is he is persecting Persephone. He mm-hmm. is worried that because Zagreus has gotten all the Olympians' attention, that the Olympians will find out about what happened to Persephone, and they will wage war on the underworld, but more importantly, they will hurt Persephone. And that is what Hades is trying to prevent. And his whole thing is like, Zagreus, you've been fine without her your whole life. You don't need to, you will be fine now. Leave her alone. But he won't explain that. He won't talk to Zag about that. And even if he, once he does, Zagreus is like, I can fix this. <laughs> I got it. I fixed two out of three of these couples. I can do this. The bolder one's still working on that. But yeah, it's one of the concepts that I always that I honestly thought was amazing. Hades isn't exactly a bad person. Nope. Hades has a reason why he's doing it. He's not talkative about it. No. And he's a very fierce dad. He's not the best dad we've ever seen. But you know, in terms of mythology, not the worst one either, I'm gonna say. Like among the Olympian gods, easily top three. <laughs> nope, I think Tantalus might be the worst. Well, you know, DJ, that's a good one. Tantalus or Kronos, who's the worst dad? Tantalus, because he chopped he chopped up his kids to prove a point. Kronos ate his kids because he was scared of them. That's a good point. I yeah, agree. Tantalus. Tantalus, is a, Tantalus is a fucking maniac. Fucking animal, dude. Mm-hmm. Not in a good way, derogatorily. Kronos eating his kids because he's afraid? Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess you're scared. But also, they did kick his ass. Yeah. He was scared because a prophecy came out and he's like, hey, your kids are going to kick the shit out of you. And he's like, well, I'm not going to let that happen. Uh, and, well, lo and behold, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if he was just a good dad, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> wow, it's almost as if, like, good dads, yeah. Be a better parent oh. or something. I don't know. Yeah, and the last person that you bump into is the whole point of this, Persephone. Persephone. Mm. She's so mom. She's so mom. And I love that on purpose, if you look at the art for it, Persephone's hair is exactly the same as Zag's. And Persephone mm. has green eyes, Hades has red eyes, and Zag has both. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's very good. It's I'm very sweet. excited for Hades too. I was thinking as soon as like Hades 2, that first trailer dropped, and you see Melanoe's eyes, you're like, oh, shit. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I'm in. I don't really want to spoil everything with Persephone because that's sort of the point of the game and yeah it's kind of an experience mm-hmm. that, that even our listeners need to go through yeah it's very good it's very good. grind but it's worth it it's a lot of mm-hmm. fun. and long grind. as rob put this this game is designed to reward you for story and yep. mm-hmm. that is one of the beauties of hades is your story is what is what's your driving point mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean, obviously the best story is going to be locked behind the hardest fight mm-hmm. yeah. and Honestly, that's so great because it, as a player, this makes you feel like it's worth it. There's many games that are out there that fail at this point where the final fight doesn't either feel that it should be a final fight. If you've ever played Arkham Asylum, it's one of my big fatigues with that. The fight with Joker at the end, cakewalk. It is. And he's supposed to be this big bad. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about Majora from Majora's Mask. When you get Mm -hmm. the Fierce Deity, but here's the thing about that. It's very hard to get the fierce deity. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns him into such a punk. 
so it feels like you earned your story. Now with this, Supergiant Games got to pick and choose their gods, heroes, and things from mythology that has been showing up in this game. And that being said, what are some of the things that you were surprised that didn't show up on this and maybe hope that shows up in Hades 2? Um, for me, Hephaestus. I assumed Hephaestus, of all people, would be in this thing. The right. god of the forge. Mm-hmm. And he is an Olympian god. Yeah. In, uh, in some ways, I actually kind of understood why they did. I mean, there's there are gameplay reasons why they wouldn't. You know, there's only so many. You've only got so much time to develop a game, only so many resources. Cutting down the number of boons that Zag could get to a certain number would mean cutting out certain gods, and that makes sense. But also... Most of the other gods don't like Hades or don't like Hephaestus. They, you know, they treat him like crap, and they don't really want to associate him. Yeah. So to me, it felt it made sense that he got left out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or he's like, he's just not. He's he's. Oh, I think like because Aphrodite has a line at some point in time where she mentions being married, and she's like, "Yeah, my husband is really busy with his projects." And you just get the sense that he's, like, too busy for her or anyone. So, really, they could be calling him. And he's just, like, it's all going to voicemail. He's too busy building an automaton. So, yeah, I think Hephaestus. And maybe plus Daedalus does. I think DJ mentioned earlier. Daedalus Hammers does what I think Hephaestus would do, essentially. Yeah, yeah. it would be about the same mechanic-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think I, we know Apollo is going to be in the next game. Because mm-hmm. he's been in the trailer, and I think that was a surprise one, because that's another one of the main Olympians, and like yeah. Artemis' twin brother who's not there. Uh, but for me, I really want to see Hera and Hestia. I want to see the other two I'd original goddesses. That, yeah. yeah, and the, the the they're mentioned. The fact that they are mentioned, like we have their weapons, and Demeter mentions that Hera and Hestia are her sisters. They work really hard. They are Hera, Hestia, and Demeter in this game are not daughters of Kronos like the gods are. They are daughters of uh, a different Titan entirely. So we, mm. we we get rid of the incest thing. With Hades and Persephone. Um, but I would love to see them because Hestia is one of my favorite goddesses in general. So I want to see her. And yeah, I just really like the game. And I'm excited to, I want to be, and also I'm just really excited to be Melanoe. I'm just, I'm so excited to be like, my favorite obscure goddess is Melanoe. And so I was so jazzed to see her in the game. Yeah. yeah. DJ? Um, I'm excited for the weapons. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. For this game, I just, I kind of wanted to see more Chthonic gods. Mm. You know, I mean, like obviously we're gonna see Hecate in the next game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just I like a lot of the I like a lot of the underworld gods that are just featured. I wish we had seen sticks. I mean, we saw the river, right? But oh, yeah. seeing sticks neat. would be cool. Yeah. The fates, uh, maybe. Yeah, the fates. fates. They're mentioned, but we don't get to see them. I would think. I think it would have been neat if it would have been a uh, instead of like this fucking list, we go and actually talk to the fates. They're hanging out, and yeah. They're, they're hanging out in some like you know weird trial courtroom looking thing, but mm-hmm. well, no, I want them. Okay, well, they 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 oh, the they, spinner. They weave. They're they're weave. spinner. They, yeah. So yeah. I want them to be in like a craft room, like a very very <laughs> cluttered craft room. <laughs> Big um, fucking loom on the wall that they're just yeah. constantly I, I was, looking at. Yeah, and like say, the loom is recently what you died to. Mm. Yes, you can see it's a, oh everyone has a weaving of the most recent death. Oh, that'd yeah. be really cool. Um I think I want to say real quick that I don't think it's necessarily bad that we have other characters in mythology mentioned but not seen. Like I don't, know, I don't think that's a weakness or or a shortcoming. I think it makes think the world like, feel yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it makes the world feel fuller. Yes. Mm-hmm. It it, it mm-hmm. makes it to where like 
well, the world is still acting outside of what's going on here. Yes, what happens here is not the most important thing in the world, actually. Well, and I mean, when you're when you're making a story, and especially when you're making a game, a lot of times less is more. You know, mm. if if you did try and include every single god and every single person in mythology that was in here, that would mean less time and and story could be devoted to the individual ones. So by limiting yeah. the number of characters that are actually in here, mm-hmm. we're allowed to devote more of our of our developments resources to those characters and make them better for real yes. yeah. yeah true what about you rob any like greek mythology ones you'd like to see uh i mean i really i i was a little bit disappointed that i didn't get to fight hercules at some point <laughs> true. but true. Maybe, yeah. maybe next time actually i love it um that's how zag gets under theseus's skin the first time. Ah. The like, way it goes out is like, he goes, Really? Theseus? Uh, not Hercules? <laughs> not, not Hercules? He's not here? Weird. At one point, when you, you, you show up with the spear, uh, mm-hmm. Theseus would be like, Oh, a spear? That's so impressive. I have one, because he has one too, right? And he's like, Oh, this belongs to Achilles. He's much more famous than you. <laughs> <laughs> or when, uh, like, Zag, when, no. you ask, when you ask Asterius for his autograph and fucking Theseus is like, it. Well, yeah, it's like Thesis is like, well, surely you want mine too. He's like, uh, no. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Such a, such, listen, Zagreus is truly a god because he is also a petty bitch. <laughs> Very true. You um, know he's Hades' son. Yeah. <laughs> he's a petty bitch. With that, I think that's everything. Ooh. I don't have anything more on this. With that being said, our next episode for this will be out available for our next podcast will be available on May the 19th. I want to thank everybody for coming in there, and I, I want to do this again for Hades 2 when it comes out. Absolutely. Because that was super fun. And yeah. it might be a while, because I'd have to beat or get close to the end of Hades 2, and that's going to be hard. If Hades 1 is the entryway, Hades 2 is going to whip me. It would be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, well, you drop difficulty in sequels, right? Like, it happens a lot, and I'm like, oh, come on. I hope they don't, honestly. Yeah, neither I want, do I. I want to work my way up to this. Um, it's hard to say, because has Supergiant even done a sequel to any of them? I think this might be the first one. They have not. No. no. This is the first, first one. Sequel. That is a legit is first sequel, sequel to a game. So, <laughs> but I guess we'll see how they handle it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got a 50-50 shot on, the, on this. Either gonna, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be great, though. Yeah. Because even if they put in like half the care they did for this game, it's still going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. That being said, this is Gaming Theater Podcast logging out. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Gaming Theater Podcast is hosted, created, produced, and edited by Leo Garcia, the Geek Scorpio. Our music is A Drinking Game. Stock media provided by Stormwave Audio slash Pond5. If you want to send us some financial support to help with producing things for gaming theater, you can do so at patreon.com slash gaming theater presents. It helps us out. Want to send support that doesn't hit your wallet? Please leave a review with wherever you hear your podcasts and share our podcast with your friends. It really helps out. Thank you for listening.